ऑडियो हॉप पॉडकास्ट दिस इज द विस्की एडवाइजर शो ऑन दिस शो वी सैंपल सम फाइन विस्कीज शेयर इंटरेस्टिंग टेल्स एंड ट्रिविया एंड आंसर योर मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट क्वेश्चंस अबाउट विस्की एंड नाउ हियर्स योर होस्ट द विस्की एडवाइजर उदय बालाजी Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Whiskey Advisor show. In the previous two episodes, we visited Speyside and looked at two very different whiskies from that region. This week, we head off to the Eastern Highlands and I'm joined by the whiskey rook Piyush. Hi Uday. So Uday, is there something unique about the Eastern Highlands? Uh well, I can definitely say that there's something really unique about this whiskey mm-hmm. and uh, it's the Ardmore. Okay. Do you remember how we spoke about how the Highlands has a really wide spectrum of tastes? Yes, yeah? I do. Yeah. So over the course of all these Highland episodes, right? I just like to quickly recap the different flavor profiles that we've seen. Not going to get into all the tasting notes, folks. Don't worry. Just the general profiles. So if you see Aberfeldy, it had a very brown, honeyed, malty character, versus Glenmorangie. which is all about the bourbon cask and very light fruity influence and then off to dalmore not too far away which had that heavy sherry influence before we went to talisker that had that very maritime seaside uh, briny kind of peat mm-hmm. well uh, the ardmore will add a completely new dimension to this and we look at that in the tasting Okay, I look forward to that. So, tell us a bit more about Ardmore and you know where it all began for this whiskey. Of course. How about I do it like this? Ah, uh, would you like to hear a story about a young boy named William? I'm all ears. Okay, so this 19-year-old boy named William used to work in a grocer's shop, mm-hmm. and he was a he was from very ordinary beginnings, you know. But uh, as the story goes, he was a boy of a lot of self belief okay and you know he was driven to uh, really get ahead in life from those very humble beginnings so while working at this shop eventually in 1834 he ended up marrying the employer's daughter and then they used to sell whiskey in that shop mm-hmm. but in due course of time he started what is called a dram shop so basically i guess it's kind of like a bar back then where people used to drop in and try drams and in 1836 he uh, opened a second shop and he started bottling mm-hmm. because the licensing uh, regime at the time was loosened and you could start bottling in this manner so in 1836 he started a second shop and uh, began to bottle okay so this just kind of snowballed and you know that drive and that self belief that i talked about so he went from that first shop to the second shop and before you knew it he uh, had 18 dram shops in the glasgow area supposedly he was the largest license holder also there okay and uh, then there was the turning point in 1860 there was this thing called the spirits act mm-hmm. why you were allowed to blend whiskey now this is where you know this guy he always wanted to you know play with blends and all that but maybe he did not that we know of mm-hmm. but now he could do it legitimately so he saw a kind of a gap in the market mm-hmm. so you know we in the past episode saw uh, grants and dewers those the two blends uh, at least the blended scotch whiskies that we've seen uh, in this show 
but neither of them had a very pt profile mm-hmm. so perhaps this is the opportunity that this boy uh well he was not a boy anymore but william uh, saw and he came up with a blend that was quite pt it had a high component of uh, pt malt okay but we should i mention his last name no well his last name was teachers oh okay and the whiskey that he created was a teachers highland cream aha i guess that's an absolute classic of there but that said i still haven't said anything about ardmo so remember when we did the duers episode we talked about how the duers family as the business grew in a way needed to de-risk and we need to make sure that they had that uh, malt supply that was secured mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so they built aberfeld similarly the teachers family also wanted to do the same thing and it was not william who built the ardmore mm-hmm. it was his son adam so i said eastern highlands right so in the eastern highlands you have the grampian mountains okay. so he found this little spot which uh, had a train line had a good water so same story okay. you know uh, all the basics were met and it said that he built a very modern distillery for the time and it was all steam engine powered etc etc ah, okay okay what's the status of ardmore today uh so over the years it hasn't really been known that well uh, there are a good number of independent bottlings out there uh and like in india and stuff you know nobody knew about the ardmore until a few years back this is because most of uh the single malt was going towards the teachers blend and that is something we know really well in india yeah, yeah. it's been famous here for many years and uh, going back i've spoken about this a couple of times again in india because of a weather you can't be sitting around and drinking uh you know 40 50% abv whiskies all the time mm-hmm. particularly in social settings and to kind of combat it we use a cold soda and ice and all that so maybe why teachers are so popular is because even with that ice and soda you get that strong pt profile uh, stands to that exactly uh so so just to talk a little bit about the ownership uh, in 2005 Jim Beam uh, bought the Ardmore and as we all know uh, in 2014 when uh, Suntory Holdings merged with uh, Jim Beam they became uh, Beam Suntory okay and the Ardmore went along with them but i have to say while uh, teachers is definitely you know it's still the most well known name and yeah. probably will continue to be Ardmore's kind of steadily in the past decade started to carve a niche for itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, particularly it's quite strong in uh, duty free. Okay. So talking about duty free, again I've got one more family trip uh, where we picked up one more single malt whiskey mm-hmm. that led to one more memory on a trip. So you remember I told you last week uh, the first time that I had a drink with dad was uh, when we all went to singapore and i had the uh, abelover 12 and the kinterruben for mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. so the ardmo was one of the many whiskies in fact there were quite a few of us uh, on that trip so we could buy quite a few bottles in duty free um so the ardmo was one of the bottles that we bought when we went on a family trip to bhutan ah okay and uh, this was uh, my mom and dad my brother's family my wife and my wife's mom and dad so this is the first whiskey that i had with my dad father-in-law mm-hmm. and my brother 
Okay. Uh, and it was just a really good whiskey to have because we went uh, around New Year's time. So it is really cold and it got even colder mm-hmm. than we expected in Bhutan. And, uh, you know, so it was a nice bonfire time. And this is perfect as a peated profile sitting by a bonfire and the biting cold. It was uh, a nice little dram right there. And I want to have that dram right away. So shall we get into the tasting session with that? Yeah. All right, let's do it, Piyush. Why don't you do the honors? I must say one thing for the, you know, Scotch whiskeys. They really put in a lot of effort designing the bottles. We hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. But before we go ahead, here's a word from our partner. Enjoying this podcast? You can also catch this and 200 plus such podcasts on Karva 2.0 with BBC India, Film Companion, Open Mic Poetry, Sadhguru Isha Foundation, Indian classical renditions by the greatest maestros, stories, rhymes and GK for your kids. Oh, and did we mention the 5,000 preloaded songs and 100 plus unique playlists every day? To know more, go to www.saregama.com now. And we're back. Let's continue. Slanja. Slanja. All right. What color are we getting here? I am getting uh, an amber. I'm getting about a lemon tea out of sherry, to be honest. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting amber, deep gold kind of color. Okay. How about the texture? Keep in mind that this is a 46% ABV, non-chill filtered whiskey. So, uh, I feel this is uh, medium to oily. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it's a quite a viscous whiskey. You can still see the droplets coming down. All right, on to the nose. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting that smoky, peaty yeah. uh, thing. Think about how you would compare this kind of smoky, peaty to say... Uh, Lafroig or uh, any other PT whiskey that we've looked at. So uh, the PT smoky flavor that we're getting here is not like very high hard hitting. Mm-hmm. It is there definitely, but it's not uh, as prominent as I got when I did Lafroig. But what type of peat? Because that's a very iodiny peat. How about this one? This is a more sweeter peat. Okay. More, mm-hmm. more, more inclined towards the sweeter side. Mm-hmm. So not as maritime, not no, as no, um, yeah. No, that's right. Let's get on to the palate. Mm-hmm. So, mm, it has a hint of spice in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting a smoked ham on palate. Mm-hmm. When you say smoked ham, are you talking about the smoke or the ham? You're basically talking about the fact that it's smoked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a smoky profile. Yeah, what smoky profile. Yeah. Yes. And That's fair. And, and hints of spices. Okay. How about the mouthfeel? So, uh, I got a medium uh, uh, feel in my mouth. Uh, it wasn't the same as I got for Lafroig. It was more fuller, more richer. Okay. Mm. All right, folks. I'll just quickly talk a little bit about um, the maturation because I said it's a triple wood. So, it's been matured in three different types of casks. Mm-hmm. Uh, American oak barrels, quarter casks and punchins. Okay. So, an American oak barrel is your standard 200 uh, liter, mm-hmm. I mean, 190, 200 liter barrel. 
your quarter cask typically is about 45 to 50 liters mm-hmm. that's the size mm-hmm. so when you're doing any uh, fast maturation more contact with wood that definitely helps and uh, the punchins are larger casks so these are 450 to 500 liter casks mm-hmm. so it's a different casks are used for different reasons they don't really talk about uh, you know whether the punchin was also an american oak but there definitely feels like there's some sherry influence in this because of that kind of sweet uh spicy um kind of like you know slight dark fruity uh, you know taste that i'm getting at least um yeah so that's that let me just quickly recap with my notes so the nose there's a definite you know there's that instant peat hit Okay, I'll make a point here about um, peat. So the reason why I asked the question about uh, you know com- comparing it with mm-hmm. Lefroy mm-hmm. is because Lefroy the peat has a lot of you know seaweed and all those seashore uh, vegetation that gives it that maritime peaty uh, flavor. Now Ardmore again I keep talking about these eastern islands it's it's not by the seashore. So it's in the middle of the mainland. so uh it's going to get the character of whatever else is there whatever other vegetation you know the most common shrub in scotland would be heather okay so this heather is infused in that peat over time and you get that you know it's like very an aromatic sweet peat mm-hmm. and it's kind of very earthy that's the heather that you're getting okay yeah So going back to the nose, so that instant peat hit, that heathery peat, uh, and uh, honey, some fruit. There's a definite spice that I'm getting on the nose. So onto the palate, when I talk about this, I say it's kind of like a very brown, aromatic, uh, spicy, sweet whiskey. That's how I always describe it. But to break it down a little bit, it's very brown, earthy, kind of toffee, caramel, honey. but a little bit of uh, you know citrus and a little bit of green apple on there with a little bit of freshness a mm-hmm. uh, very interesting whiskey and the main thing is it's great value for money mm-hmm. it definitely falls in that smoky and uh, peaty flavor camp okay on to the whiskey range uh, there are four whiskies and they're all uh, non age statement whiskies so one is a legacy which i believe is sold in india the tradition which is double matured mm-hmm. the portwood which has some maturation in uh, port pipes and the triple wood which is for travel retail and that's the one that we just tasted so if i had to recommend one i'd say go down to your local liquor store and pick up the one that's available there because they all have that very classic ardmore profile but if you're going through duty free why not look for this triple wood I think it's fantastic value for money. But I have to say about the range also, I'm sure it'll grow more and I know for a fact that there are other bottlings out there too. So, uh Uday that's nice. Uh it's a concise range compared to some other brands. Shall we get into the Q&A? Yeah, sure. So the first question is from Siddharth Krishna Dwivedi and he asks, can whiskey be made throughout India? Hot places like Goa and Bangalore already do make them. Well, so that uh, single malts in India are being made across the country. Uh, apart from Goa and Bangalore, you just need to look at uh, Rampur in Uttar Pradesh and uh, the mountains of Kasoli in Himachal. Uh, 
just to name a couple. And if you look at whiskies across the world, they're made from, you know, uh, the Arctic regions to the hottest places in the world. In fact, if you ask me, I'm looking forward to in a decade or so having so many distilleries across the country. And uh, so we can compare the different regional influences on the whiskey. And the next question is from Ajay Mankame, aka Ajay Hospitalist. And his question is, best whiskey courses you recommend in India and abroad? Uh, well, Ajay, there are quite a few, uh, but uh, I've got to talk about the one that we conduct, which is the Whiskey Ambassador course, uh, which is also the first accredited Scotch whiskey course in the world. Um, and how I run it is that it's a two-day two program that's in Goa. The first day is the course and the second day uh, we go down to the Paul John uh, Distillery and Visitor Center, which is a truly world-class experience where you get a hands-on experience of how a malt whiskey is made. Uh, so if you want to know more about that, please reach out, guys. And the next question is from The Barrel Story. And his question is, can we age whiskey in any wood other than oak? Um, yes, you can age in other woods as well. But this purely comes down to the regulations of that particular uh, whiskey, you know. So if it is scotch, it only allows oak. But if it's Irish, for example, you can use a selection of woods. In fact, I've tasted a Method and Madness Irish whiskies, which have been aged in cherry, acacia and chestnut, for example. And to just close out on a lighter note, Parth has a question and he asks, when will we get whiskey in Gujarat? Please reply. <laughs> well, Parth, if uh, I had answers to questions like this, uh, you know, I'd probably be in a different place. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, jokes apart, if you're an outsider in uh, Gujarat, you can get a permit and buy alcohol. Or if you have a medical condition, you can also, uh, you know, figure out a way to get it. Uh, that's all for the Ardmore episode of the Whiskey Advisor, folks. Uh, this week was about Highland whiskies, uh, But next week, we'll be traveling to a part of Scotland that we still haven't been to, the Lowlands, and off to Glen Kinchy. Come travel with us next week. In the meantime, please send in your questions and comments via email, Instagram, or Facebook, and we'll answer as many as we can. All our handles are at the end of the show. Till then, drink well and drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. If you want to learn more about Whiskey and Uday's work, visit thewhiskeyadvisor.com. You can send in your questions to us on uday at thewhiskeyadvisor.com or Instagram or Facebook at thewhiskeyadvisor. That's whiskey without the E. The show was brought to you by Audio Hop Podcasts. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Audio Hop Podcasts. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep your spirits up and drink responsibly.